You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Worried Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the UGA game. Ben, how you doing? Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm great. Just like every other Auburn fan out there, just peachy. I mean, there's so much sarcasm in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like... every every day I'm just like seven years, forty nine million dollars. It's pretty ridiculous, but I mean, okay. I mean the the criticism is always Gus doesn't he's he's just he doesn't put together a, a consistent team that plays consistently throughout the whole season, um, and that that's one of the biggest gripes of, of people um, or development of players um, recruiting the guys in, in the right spot. But then I look back and, and I feel like a lot of Auburn fans seem to forget what happened last year, which was we beat in three weeks two number one teams in UGA and Bama. Well, there was a lot on the line then. I don't yes. know if there's anything on the line now. I mean, right now? I mean, for the season, for yeah, is there's, upsets. There's nothing, but, I mean, for the, like, take us back to LSU time. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just discouraged, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's obviously not as good of a season as we were hoping. Um, and we fell into the trap because it was a trap that Auburn was going to be good again. I mean, we had all of the right pieces yeah. that we thought to put together. We had the same offensive coordinator, same defensive coordinator, same head coach. Pretty much the main key players of wide receiver were coming back. Uh, we had a brand new set of running backs, but... Special uh, teams got a new coach? Yeah, special teams got a new coach. We had... Uh, at the time we had a punter who was averaging like 40 yards and we were like, eh, I mean, we'll, we'll deal with it. Then Aaron Sippus came, comes in and you know how well he's done. And we were thinking, okay, well we've got pretty much a complete team. And obviously our defense is just lights out. Yeah. Um, well, but I feel like the offense was so much more creative last year and maybe I'm just, you know, looking through disappointed glasses, but I just feel like we utilized our players and we just haven't done that at all this year. Yeah, well, even there, there's certain games where you want to get the the playmakers the ball. For example, this this week, and one of my biggest cries was, where was Anthony Schwartz? He's been a consistent player for us. Even though he's a freshman, he's been a pretty consistent playmaker for us. Get the ball in his hands, and most of the time he does something good. Exclude the couple runs at the beginning of the, of the Texas A&M game where they just got blown up. But even still, you you were able to use him, um, and that's I wanted. I mean, did we not even like really try to use him on anything fancy? Yeah. I don't know. We gave him the ball twice, and the one time he went for twenty yards. Well, exactly. Why not use him more for big play situations? I mean, he can. He's he's like a Ryan Davis. Yards after a catch is astronomical. And that's the kind of play, players that you just want to get the balls in their hand, just let them go do their thing. And we weren't able to do that. Um, maybe coaches weren't putting him in the right situations or he wasn't running good routes or whatever this whatever the scenario was. 
it just didn't get in his hands. And I'm just, I'm pointing all this out to say, it seems like last year we were able to use the players that we had a lot better. And I don't know what's changed this year, considering we have the same offensive coordinator, same head coach, and we're still, it seems like we're just not putting the guys where they're most comfortable. I mean, Jared at the beginning of the game looked very comfortable passing the ball. Um, I mean, that guy, um, I think at one point he was, yeah, he was, he started eight for eight. Um, and that's the kind of start you want to have against a team when you're playing in Athens. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what better you could start. You could have had it for Jarrett Stenham, but yet after that kind of, he just got, I don't know if his confidence was lost. I mean, he just did not perform as well. Um, I don't know. Um, that one kind of baffled me. It was, I think it was play calling. Cause so we start off and the first drive looks promising. And then we have, what was it like a pitch to booby? And then he got like hit way behind the line. And then the next, the next play we throw almost the exact same play. Once again, a loss. And then Jarrett runs Mm -hmm. and we punt. Yep. I mean, the only touchdown that was scored was by booby himself. Yeah. Which we called and was excellent. <laughs> I was so happy to see that. Considering we had called it, we were, we were thinking, all right, to have an effective Wildcat, you have to throw the ball out of it. Yep. And Booby being a quarterback in high school, I knew he could throw it. He just hadn't done it before in a college game yet. Uh, and that's where I was like, oh, yes, this is, this is amazing. And it looked pretty good to me. <laughs> Again, like – where the heck, like we had Ryan Davis throw last week, and then now we have Booby throwing it. Both of them, I mean, their stats right now in the passing category are pretty, pretty. Both amazing. of them look a lot better than Jarrett. Um, I mean, in certain situations, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ryan Davis got true. slaughtered. And <laughs> you remember that pitch back, uh, whatever the heck that play was, where he pitched it back and then handed it off to Ryan Davis, and then he tried to like toss it but then got hit while he was throwing it and thankfully it went out of bounds <laughs> like either it was going to be a fumble or some sort of lateral or something i don't know what that would have been ruled if it had stayed in bounds but anyways thankfully it didn't yep <laughs> um i mean we tried very creatively to score points on georgia and we just couldn't get the third down conversions that we needed to and that ultimately for me pointed to well yeah when you're not converting on third downs and you only convert three of 11 you're not going to win a football game especially in the sec in opposing fans faces like it's just not going to happen yeah three of 13 is pretty bad uh yeah it was three eleven, but and then georgia <laughs> on the flip side like eight of 14 and at points i was just like how are they just getting these? And it was and our defense a lot of the times was putting ourselves in good situations for really being able to stop them like third and long situations. But yet they still somehow got those first downs. I just didn't get it. Um and that's that may have been they were just very much worn down by the time of possession because time of possession was pretty piss poor as you can probably figure considering how bad we've been playing um, on offense and just not being able to keep drives sustained. Uh, it was 38 minutes and some change to Auburn's 21. Um, 
And you just can't you can't win a football game like that. I mean, we kind of squeaked out somehow a win against Texas A&M with pretty similar time of possession last week. You can't do that on a consistent basis. Um, I mean, okay, Ben, the yeah. stat really pisses me off and makes me sad all at the same time. Auburn is last in all of college football, at least in D1, when we're playing a conference opponent in our time of possession. We're literally last in time of possession. I mean, I, I believe that. It's uh, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, we've both seen the same season. <laughs> yeah. When you can't get off the field on defense because you're never on the field on offense, it's difficult, man. Yep. What did you think of when we when we had things going? We we had some some good drives going. We were going down the field fast, and then we all of a sudden there were multiple times where we did mass substitutions. I I I kind of pointed to those as we just slowed ourselves down. We allowed Georgia to also substitute in the people that they want to. Why yeah, don't we well, just keep the same people in there? I I honestly have no idea why we do some of those. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm i not an offensive genius, but you know what? We don't look like it this year. <laughs> nope. So, like last week what we were saying, the best connectivity that we had, the best drives, was when we kept the whole same team in and played the two-minute offense. Yep, and, and, I've, and Jared's most comfortable with that. Yeah. If you slow it down, He's good to Jared, fast. Jared some just doesn't, doesn't – look like he knows what he's doing well the best thing to do is is keep it quick so that the defense isn't able to get to jared as quickly Mm -hmm. when you're able to drop the play and you know have a chess match that's when it's like all right we can clearly see they're going to be pitching the ball in this game or they're going to be running because they have the running back beside them and usually when they have this formation it's going to be a hand it off or pitch it to the side yeah. So let's rush the quarterback and cover the pitch man, and we're good. Yeah. And so uh, in in a quick offense, you don't see that as quickly. Yeah, there was, and, and for plays to develop so slowly, a lot of times for Auburn, I mean, it's hard to get down the field. Um, okay, what did what did you think of? I mean, okay, let's let's talk about Jarrett for a minute because I I had a, a couple of my Auburn coworkers, Auburn fan coworkers being a little bit down that Stidham isn't going to go to the NFL. You don't think so? At this point, no, no, I personally think so. I think he will. They, they don't because they're looking at this, this stat line for Stidham. I mean, it's not great and you kind of know what you're expecting out of him, at least in the college realm right now. But if you're a NFL scout looking at him, like what, what, what do you think is that, factor that you'd say yes we really want this guy we're gonna get him in the second third fourth round whatever that ends up being uh i would say his composure when he's not having to run around his decision making in that same case and the fact that he's coachable i mean he clearly knows what he's doing but when you have to roll him out of the pocket or have him run or do some stupid stuff like that he looks terrible so i'd say on a team where you're able to give him some protection He's gonna make a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and his his throws a lot of times those are such tight windows 
Um, he may hold on the ball a little too much, but again, that's the coachable part of him that I know a quarterback coach and the NFL is going to be able to correct. Um, and we've seen him correct certain things like that before. Um, we were complaining at the beginning of the season, Jared's not throwing the ball away. He's been able to throw the ball away a good bit when he's able to. Um, that that's that's a good thing. Um, I'm okay. Here here's here's my argument, and I, I want to hear you out. I want or I want to hear your opinion of this with Jarrett coming up over the next couple weeks. Where we we obviously have a big game against Liberty. <laughs> J.K. Um, <laughs> and then the Iron Bowl with Stidham. How much do you think we'll get to see? Of Malik Willis, I doubt much. Okay, why? Why? Why do you think that? Because I don't think Coach has a reason to put him in, unless it's for like one play, which doesn't make any sense. What about? Okay, so my thinking is, Coach seems, Coach seems to just keep putting him in, and there's certain things that I feel like he just feels like he has to put him in there, like he, um deserves to be in there like he he should be in there as quarterback for Stidham but like Malik Willis fits our offense and it's pretty obviously like with how we're just not able to move the ball down the field and our scheme has Malik Malik Willis Willis is a has he thrown a pass I think he threw one or two this whole season but I don't it wasn't for any yards from what I can remember I, I think that's the biggest thing because yeah his his build and mobility fits the offense. But when you can't even, you know, do dump passes, you're very one-dimensional. I think no, that's not, the biggest yeah. thing. Is like anytime he does come in, it's either like a really negative play or a safety or something like that because it's a one-dimensional player. And I mean, there, there's definitely that aspect. We we haven't, that I remember, tried to throw with Malik Willis this year. Yeah, and even if it was, it was probably a dump route or something. Yeah, and I don't um, count that as a pass, because yeah. we run the most of those in NCAA. Yeah, um, I I'm just thinking for the future, because Stidham is probably going to go to the NFL. Um, what what do you? How do we want to use Malik Willis then? Because we got to give him some like meaningful time, or else you're just going to throw him in there and be like, have fun. Um, well, do you think Malik Willis is? The quarterback next year? I think it's going to be like a scenario like this year with our running backs. Who was our veteran running back? Cam Martin. How much have we seen of Cam Martin now? Not any. Not really. Um, <laughs> he started the game I against think, Texas A&M, apparently. Well, Didn't record yeah, apparently, start. right? But it's still, I think it's like that scenario. We we have him technically as our starter until you give Gatewood the ball. Yeah, Gatewood or... Man, that's such no, a dumb. Word, <laughs> that's such a dumb way of coaching your team. Like the best player, look at Davo Sweeney. He had a fantastic quarterback. Mm-hmm. His quarterback had won almost every game he'd played except for two. Yep. And he's like, "You're not the best player on this team <laughs> in this position." A freshman beat you out. It's not because he was bad. Kelly Bryant's a yeah. great player. Oh yeah. It's just Goldilocks is better. Yeah. <laughs> and. We don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I I understand respecting seniority and whatever, but that's not the college football game that's played now, especially well, with, like, the new redshirt rule and everything. Yeah, with the new redshirt rule, you can play a guy that's a freshman and I play him up to four games. 
let him use that red shirt, but use him in some meaningful time. And we're not using Malik in meaningful time, at least not at this point. We throw him in here for a couple plays, and he's like, all right, Stidham, get back in there. You're like, what? I mean, we've had a couple games where we won very, but by a significant margin. Mm -hmm. And did we see him play then? Nope. So I don't see why we'd change, you know, kind of the way that we've been running it this whole season, especially in probably what what should be a very significant win on Saturday, and then a most likely slaughter against Alabama. I, just... I mean, that's that's like the realistic, obviously. And if I'm being honest, I think Stidham's going to play 99% of the stats, and I the agree. one and the one percent is going to be Wildcat, where we put in Whitlow. Yep. Where some, I hope that we don't put in Cox hat again because, dear goodness, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, man? I love Chandler have Cox. Have we not? Have but we that not is the learned, stupidest play. Have we not learned that that is dumb? Okay, give the ball to man at the one with a pitch. I'm okay with that. Give him the Wildcat quarterback. Uh-uh. No, no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that again. It's. <laughs> Um, well, that, it's funny because that that question was asked is like, why'd you bring back the Cox cat in like the post game, and then yeah. like Gus blames Chip on it. So apparently Chip is calling some plays. Okay, well, I mean, I'm happy for that. I mean, I I want to see Chip see, call plays. Here's here's the thing, we... I don't want to see Chip call plays because I think he's been truly calling plays because Gus in his hurry up no huddle offense he doesn't substitute fifty players. He sticks with his core group and does every play out of that. And he runs different plays in the past when he was calling all the plays. Different plays out of the same formation. So Hmm. it's not telegraphed. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't look like the traditional, with quotation marks that you can't see, Gus offense. Yeah. And I know Gus gets his little fingers in there and does whatever. I don't know if he's doing that. Yeah. I. I just, I, I'm having a hard time believing that he's making these stupid mistakes and going apart from what we've seen him do for years and years. Yeah, and even one of the things that was very typical of a, I'd say a Gus Malzahn offense is giving the long ball. Like, why why didn't we do the long ball this game? We didn't have really any long passes That's that true. I can remember. Um, at least none that were completed. And that's something that with... A guy like Stidham, I mean, think about how many good catches we had last season that were long balls. It's not like we, we don't have the receivers that can catch them. I mean, we do because look at Seth Williams. Look at Darius. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he struggles. <laughs> well, this is the uh, this is the first game that under Gus where we've had 25 completions and less mm-hmm. than 200 yards. That The fact that we're throwing shorter passes is good and mm-hmm. but when you go back and look at the highlights a lot of the you know 5 to 7 yarders were actually positive plays yeah the thing that we're having trouble with is when we do the stupid little dump plays and the the bubble screens that get blown up yeah and georgia did a great job of reading those but like every team has <laughs> like it's cuz it's telegraphed <laughs> yeah it's very telegraphed and we can't seem to execute on those like we used to um, I mean, you could you could put carry on in that situation, give him a dump ball, and carry on would make moves. I don't, I, not that 
not to bash any of our wide receivers or running backs that are the dump man, but where like well why why can't we do that? It's hard for our offensive line to block guys when they have a guy to block. It's impossible for them to block guys when they're out on an island. That's the difference. Hmm. And there's a lot of them that are on their island it's, right now. It's very difficult to make a move when you have three guys tackling you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, if you Kirion had... could not have done that. Kirion's no. great. He did a fantastic job this past week in my fantasy football team, even though I lost. <laughs> but Kirion could not do, you know, Superman moves out of getting three guys tackling you. Yeah. It's just we don't have the the players to do those type of plays, and yet we keep trying them again and again and again and again. And yeah, yeah, every once in a while, you know, you throw enough darts, you're going to hit something good. But it, it's not, the, the inconsistency is ever present, and it's just a bad play call with this type of, of group. Yeah. All right. I, I want to shift a little bit because obviously we're, we're frustrated, we're complaining a lot, but there was something that good that came out of this game, and it was that Ryan Davis is he's been in the record books already for Auburn for last season being the single season reception leader uh, with 84. But he also now has the record for the most catches in all Auburn history. And that's something I'm very proud to, that, that we had him. And he's been, okay, think back to like a typical wide receiver. Is Ryan Davis the typical wide receiver that you think is going to score or not necessarily going to score, but catch as many catches as he had. I mean, no. <laughs> the The build is not necessarily there, but he's a fantastic athlete, and he goes and pinpoints the ball. And when he attacks the ball, it, it makes him a great wide receiver, and he's dependable. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, he's our number one dependable, and it's obvious Stidham and Ryan Davis have that connection that is much needed. Um, and they're able to really do well um, together. Um, I mean, now Stidham and Davis are even more connected than if you look back and who was it? Um, who was the um, uh, Pat Sullivan and uh, Beasley? Oh yeah. Um, so like that's that was a Heisman Trophy winner that had the connection with Beasley. Not that Jarrett's the Heisman Trophy, but like that—that's really impressive that you had more catches than them too. Um, what did you think of Seth Williams this game? I mean, we knew he had to come out and play some some good some good plays and make some incredible catches. But like, okay, he had he had a good catch uh, on first down. Um, even had a great sideline catch. Um, like, what is your read on on somebody like him um, in this offense? I mean, Seth Williams, he is a playmaker. And for him to be as talented as he is as a true freshman, it's blown me away all season. I did not expect him and Cedric Jackson actually got a, a catch in this game too. So I was, did, I was yeah. pretty happy for that. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect Seth Williams to come out and just be on fire like he has all season long. And it's it's incredible the amount of talent that we have at the wide receiver position. I mean, heck... We had a, a tight end, which I think is what Schenker is, is listed as, technically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just come out of nowhere and make a great play. Yeah. The the most amazing thing about Seth Williams is after the catch, first, the way that he catches the ball, it's like one of the, uh, it's, it's an NFL-type catch. 
where he's always mm-hmm. up and grabbing it. And yep. then he always makes a play afterwards, regardless. Like he can be yeah. being if he's hit inbounds, while he's, he's going to make a play. Yeah, he's being hit while he's catching the ball, and he still makes a play afterwards. Yep, that's great. Yep, nothing but praise and, for that guy. Yeah, um, and that guy next year, he's I've, I have a feeling he's going to be our Darius Slayton two point and uh, able to. I mean, I want to see him catch some long balls, um, like we saw last season with uh, Darius Slayton. I mean, I'm, I'd almost put him as the uh, the new Ryan Davis, and have mm. I'd have Schwartz as the the Slayton because he's so fast. That's possible. Yeah, he's got to not overthrow him. Yeah, yeah, you that's can true. still overthrow the flash. <laughs> you can still overthrow the flash. We have proved that to be true. All right, let's shift our eyes a little bit and just look at what the defense did yeah down on paper like it doesn't look good uh georgia was able to put down uh 517 yards and over 300 yards plus of rushing but that really doesn't take into account the time of possession um and just our defense wasn't able to get off the field and that's that's they need to get off the field they need to make those third down stops a lot of times they weren't able to ben what's your your view on this defense and how they did against Georgia. Yeah. That that time of possession is kind of the thing that, that makes me feel like we can't fault the defense. Like 38 minutes of playing time is ridiculous to have to be on there. We've lost time of possession in like what you said. We are the worst when it comes to playing our own teams in the SEC. And the defense is a casualty of that. Their, like, lack of production when it comes to, like, a defensive effort is, one, because of the terrible time possession that we give them on the offense side of the ball. Maybe also some motivation from that. And also, also, the players. Because we had two players that got ejected or injured. And that was, that was really, like, In, a in the same position, thing. too. Yeah. The, the, the true pass rushers... One, Big Cat Bryant going and lowering his head, being dumb. Just a boneheaded play. He won't do that again, but he's got to learn from that and keep his head up. We can't lose you at the beginning of the game against Georgia. And then right after that, Nick Coe gets entered. That just, you know, those are two guys that are going to be stopping the run. They're going to be rushing the quarterback. And we didn't have that type of pressure. We couldn't get any pressure after that. Yeah, and maybe that's... Maybe that's one of the things that I've noticed this season. We we haven't been as productive when it's coming to getting to the quarterback, especially in third down and long situations. I mean, we're missing guys like Sensei Mud from last season, um, D Fords, those, those type of players that really were able to get to the quarterback in times that we needed him them to. And I mean, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's just not putting our guys in the right situations when we need to. Um, but like the guys that you would think would, would be the guys that would be getting as a quarterback example, big cat Bryant. And he makes a boneheaded play and just puts his head down. Even though Dick Fromm's getting sacked at that point, you don't yep. need to go in there and lay another lick on him. Like he's going down to the ground. You, that's just silly. Um, what did you think of, uh, our defensive back play? Um, uh, against georgia uh you know we had that nice interception that was really good we didn't have too many penalties there 
Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's our weakest area of the field for them to hold their own. I know Georgia's a very run-heavy team. Uh, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. I mean, the one terrible play was that fourth down and two and oh my just gosh. getting burnt. I mean. Yep. Like, that that really just put a dagger, or an early dagger in the second quarter in Auburn's heart. Um, well, that doesn't happen. That. And we go into halftime down by three. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different second half. Yep. Guarantee it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then we come out and, of course, Georgia gets the ball. And, man, it's just tough. I mean, the third quarter, we defense did phenomenal. Um, yep. Was able to force a punt, uh, interception. That was the best quarter um, of defense that we had. Um, but, I mean, if you're on the field for that long, it's just hard. Uh, what did you make of our special teams this game? We had some a good kick from Anders Carlson. Um, and a few punts from uh, Aaron Sippus. Uh, what do you make of our special teams? You know, Aaron's been great. Uh, really a game changer. That, that that one play where, you know, came and took out the the player trying to catch the ball. Oh, gosh. He was fair caught it. and That, uh, that messed Marquise. up. A, Come on, man. That could have been a really good, really good pin of Georgia down on their own 10. But, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, special teams I mean, is okay. Yeah, they did pretty good. Um, I mean, besides that kickoff return from Iggy, where he fumbled it, which I means no excuses for that. Um, thankfully, Jordan Peters was there to recover it. I mean, that could have been catastrophic um, if UGA was able to recover that one. Um, our, I mean, just overall, I was, I was, I mean, it's, it's all right. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy special special teams like we've had in previous. Uh, we're blocking punts or blocking field goals, doing something crazy. Um, it wasn't that great, but it wasn't also bad at the same time. They did what they needed to. Um, ben, any other final thoughts before we go? Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing is, like, we didn't necessarily expect to win this game. Uh, did, did we talk about that fake field goal by Georgia? Uh, no, we didn't. That's, that's my final thoughts, mm. is... We didn't expect this, and I wasn't that mad about this game until a few minutes left in the game. Just, like, three minutes. It was three minutes. And up by 17, and Georgia comes out and does a fake field goal pass for a touchdown that thankfully didn't make it. Like, look, little hot rod, I realize you're a fan favorite with your nerd glasses and whatever else, and half the friggin' students on campus dressed up as you for Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> and that's fine. You know, good for you. You'll go to the pros, and hopefully you'll make it through a couple games. But the thing is, save that play for when it matters. Or do it some point in time, like when you play Alabama in the title game, because you're going to need to do everything you have then. Everything. You need to score touchdowns on every time you get down anywhere past the 40, because Alabama's going to come out and just spank you like we should have, but we didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. Show some respect, Kirby. Don't call that play. What are you doing? Yeah. I wish we had run the score up last year on them. And in fact, I want us, when we have a good team, hopefully next year, again, to watch that play, watch it again, watch it again, and then come out and run it at the end of the game next year against Georgia and let them see how it feels. 
And then he, we can say comfortable, 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 comfortable 15 million times. What is comfortable? Yeah, and, and the thing was, really, 17 points and three minutes left. I'm pretty sure there's maybe one or less than 1% of a chance that a team is actually going to come back. And he's like, well, it just looks comes down to numbers. Really? Like, 17 points with comes three minutes left. Comes down to you left. being a little punk. Like, yeah. that being is just low. That is a low blow. Um, and the thing is, like, if Kirby, of all people, think about last season, karma hit him really hard first time, and then he comes back. I mean, karma comes, comes I mean, like, that kind of stuff is going to come back around. Um, yeah, and when we run it next year. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're going <laughs> to do something like that because, I mean, Gus isn't going to live that down. <laughs> like, he's going to be like, all right, let's 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 do something against Georgia next season. Yeah, you want to make um, a... A pure enemy. So, yeah, I mean, so rivalry and Kirby. Right now, now it's gonna be an enemy. Yeah, and Kirby. After that, I mean, goodness, like, shoot, like I just don't like that guy at all. Um, after that play, I mean, he was, he's a good coach, but like, why? Just why? <sighs> but before you go, do you want to give them your social media so I can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at b e n k one n g. That's my name with a one in it, and also. Captain Plainsman, C A P T underscore Plainsman, on Twitter. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter as well at A J A Y J A Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?